0: Hey Chi-Town, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess, with the mostest, Queen Star, and I'm dope, funny, and goofy. (laughs) And you guys just never know who I'll be interviewing next, because I love people and I love giving back. So join me on this magical journey from hidden underground talents to legendary film directors across the world. Or... Watch me get hyped off solo music reviews from cool tracks to hip-hop beats because we now now streaming on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. It's Miss Hip-Hop and we live, baby. Time to represent Chicago's number one podcast, Speak Your Mind. Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, a.k.a. Ms. Hip Hop. And today, you guys, we have a really special guest in the house um, from all the way from Johnson City, Tennessee. He's a songwriter, a rapper. You can even call him an actor, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, And we're going to be talking about his new project entitled Deshaun White Based on a True Story now the full album releases April 22nd of this year so you guys might want to check that out we're going to be talking about his new single and plus we're going to take a deep dive into his personal perspective of being a musician in today's industry Okay. so without further ado bringing up next to the mic the one and only
1: Deshaun White how you doing? (laughs) I'm well Um, Well, you know, you know, what's funny. You say the one and only I wished I was the one and only. But my uh, my good friend is actually an actress. Um, Her name is also. Well, I wouldn't call her a good friend, but we play back and forth. Uh, She's also Deshaun White, but she's an actress. Uh, She's been on a few things uh, on HBO, uh, some Marvel stuff. She's also uh, done some Law and Order uh, special victim unit episodes as well so we go back and forth over who who's the greatest deshaun white uh on the planet so uh, she she's kind of uh tied up with me in the google search engine so we're 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 at war right now but i'm coming for her though i'm coming
0: Heck yeah i feel
1: that and shout out to the <laughs> the second white you feel me <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool it was man. It, it was it because when I um put up, uh, I created my IMDb, or I had my team create an IMDb uh, for some of the acting stuff that I have coming up, and some of the stuff I've done on soundtracks, and um, they have me as Deshaun White number two. I was like, Ah, oh, she beat me. She got there first. I'm not the second. I think I'm I'm older than her. I, I'm not the second. So it's a cool little competition.
0: That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, I just want to ask you, since we're talking about acting so soon, um, talk about the uh, single you did for the uh, Spider-Man Away From Home soundtrack.
1: Yeah, so Spider-Man Far From Home. um, It was a crazy thing. Like, I got to be Um, And I've always loved creating music for soundtrack and creating like cinematic style stuff. So we came up with this idea was like, hey, let's uh, pitch a song to the new Spider-Man. I had gotten a tip that it was coming out like a year before uh, it it really came out to the public. My manager kind of swooped in and got some information back in the day. And uh, so we worked on this song. This song was actually finished for over a year. Um, So we had to figure out how we was going to pitch it, how we was going to get it into the hands of the people. Uh, So I came up with a plan. I was like, hey, let's just make the song, put it out and see what happens. And it was crazy. I made the song, put it out. It got super popular. And then Sony allowed us to do an official pre-screening of the movie. And it was added to quite a few Spotify playlists as well. It was it was a super cool opportunity. The news came out. A lot of uh, comic uh, websites and blogs started hitting me up to talk about it. So it was was super cool opportunity.
0: Yeah, that must have been really uh, adventurous for you to to say the least. Uh, Did you write Control? Like you wrote
1: the full lyrics? I did. I I wrote uh, all the lyrics for Control and I produced about half of the beat Uh, The rest of the beat was produced by a guy out of Atlanta named Jay Stone. And then I brought my partner, Alex Ryan, in. he helps with uh, a mix and master as well. But I brought Alex in uh, on some mixing and um, I mastered it as well. So, yeah.
0: So you kind of like the jack of all trades
1: now because you mixing and mastering songwriter, (laughs) acting, rapping, everything. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's totally a gift and a curse I'm not playing especially especially like the the mixing part because I'm super critical so and that's one of the reasons I brought Alex in on the team as well because to have a second ear somebody who could go in and I don't have to spend hours looking for problems that aren't there now I have Alex's ear like dude you're tripping just the song's fine so it's been good working with him Oh, shout out to
0: Alex! Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Alex.
0: Yeah, um, let's talk about that that mixing thing. Like you, you're kind of like a perfectionist when it comes to um, mastering your tracks. So, how important is it for a musician to um, allow others to hear the final version before you actually put it out? Like, how important is that?
1: Oh man. Yeah. It's important, like, it, it's important to get feedback and to get criticism. If that's what you're asking, you know, I I have a the way I do it is I have a network of people that I test the song with. You know, I have like genuine supporters, some friends, some family, uh, some people that I just don't really know, but I've built with. I would call them, you know, people who follow my music. Um, And I got a little network that I will test songs out with because it's it's really important to uh, hear what people are thinking, if there's any sounds that are popping out too loud if there's any uh things that are inaudibles in in the sense of you can't hear what I'm saying was this lyric saying blah 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 all that stuff is is important to me personally at least because I want to put out the most polished sound that I, I possibly can and give the listener the best experience possible wow so, yeah yeah I, I I'm 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 very serious about it cuz um for me, I, I do it as. Music for me is therapy, but it's also an opportunity to give listeners an experience, an experience of my heart, my mind, my life. So I'm bringing people in. Like I'm, most of the time, unless I'm doing something for like Spider Man or writing for somebody, you know, my music is from the heart. It's 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 my testimony. It's my story. Where I've been. Where I've where I'm going. So I want to bring people in um, to the experience, which was one of the reasons I did based on a true story, like a movie, because I wanted people to be able to close their eyes and like hear my heart, hear my pain, hear my victories, and um, even put a lot of sound effects, like movie style sound effects throughout the album uh, as it flows to, to give the listener that cinematic I'm literally in the movie of the Sean White sound experience.
0: That is crazy. I, I, I felt all of that. That was actually um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: that, that's what I felt when I listened to your single burn. Like yeah. you literally can close your eyes and visualize everything, even if you couldn't see the screen, uh, down to the action scenes, the clock the build up, the climax, everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the vision, and I'm glad you're catching it. So that means I'm doing something right. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's actually talk about that single because that right there was the introduction um, to the full length album, the Deshaun White based on a true story. And I want to ask you, like, from what point of your journey did you decide to write this song? Like because it just it hit me like a ton of bricks like yes,
1: yes, I felt that. It's like a testimony, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh Burn, how did Burn come about? So I was working with a producer out of out of Chicago actually. Hey. Mac 11, shout out to Mac 11. Uh he actually he produced most of the album, like the and my next album. So he's been my go-to producer for a long time but you know he sent me over the beat and honestly I was trying to figure out like you know I've dealt with a lot of betrayal a lot of hurt you know things we can get into later or not but so I wanted to communicate that I know that a lot of people have been hurt and a lot of people are dealing with betrayal and pain uh so I took heard the beat and I was like man it it really dug in and it felt like hmm betrayal so the one of the first thing that I uh, things that I said was it be the people you love they really want you to fall that's kind of how the song started and I was like, ooh, yeah. So I kind of built around that, the, the people that's close to you, are the people you love that you you literally sacrifice for as soon as you let them down or as soon as you can't be there at their beck and call, they're there to turn their back and they'll, they'll, they'll turn their back on you. In fact, you know, they'll put the knife in you. Uh, so you, the, everybody, I think, has had a friend or so-called friend, family member or person like that in their life at, at one po- point or another.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that's why to me the song was so relatable. You know, when you're in the height of your success, and then you know you looking around, and the same people you thought were there before are no longer there. They're not
1: visible. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, and it's also a picture of um, the you know me. I'm a, I'm a believer in God. I follow Christ. So it's also kind of a picture of of the Judas story. You know, you you walk with that. I mean. If you subscribe to to Jesus as your savior or whatever, you think you got what we believe to be the most perfect man to ever live, yet he still had a close friend, one of the 12 his disciples, if you know the story, that was in his circle that was willing to stab him in the back, and essentially when you follow the narrative. You know it tells it speaks of him being someone who stole out of the money bag he was a selfish dude and it came to the like really getting toward the climax of of the story and you know Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross this woman named Mary breaks open this jar of oil that was worth crazy amount of money like two months or something crazy amount of wages pours it over his feet and Judas is like yo what are you doing bro like like that money could be used for the poor but then the scripture goes on to say he was saying that not because it was used for the poor but because he couldn't get his hands on it he was he didn't want to uh he didn't have the opportunity to snatch that out the money bag wow so that literally that literally caused him to go to to the ops you know what i'm saying let's modernize it he went to the ops and was like yo I got the drop. I know where this dude Jesus is gonna be. I all look for him. Here's what's gonna happen. Y'all give me some silver, put some shekels in my pocket, and I I, I give you the tip. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's crazy, man. Like, like your closest people when you when you aren't there for them in the way they feel like you should be, can literally turn turn their back on you, man. And it's that's honestly, that's where the song stems from.
0: Yeah, definitely said that in a nutshell completely. Yeah, I love the way you described it, like taking it back to God's uh, perspective. and I mean, Jesus' perspective and how he went through it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Speaking of, since we on a spiritual uh, conversation right now, tell me, like, <laughs> how did you bump from being on tour with uh, Lil Wayne and them, feel me, to using your gifts and talents
1: for the lord like how did you do that man it's it's a crazy story it's gonna sound crazy but you know what life is crazy so i'm gonna give you the crazy and um it's my story this is how it happened so i'm i'm on the road and um um, I think I'm in North Carolina. I'm I'm in one of one of the amphitheaters in Carolina, either Greensboro or Charlotte, I believe. And um I I got VIP passes in my hand. I'm walking around, you know, doing what young rappers do, you know, looking 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 around on the prowl, young man uh, on the prowl. And um honestly, it was like I fell asleep standing up it's still hard to describe it it was like I fell asleep standing up and like I thought I was dead like low-key I thought I was dead so I'm looking up and it's like my my life movie ironically dang that just hit me it's like my movie my life movie was playing before my eyes and I saw myself back in vacation bible school I saw myself at a time when I was 21 high on dope and I remember opening the Bible and was like, it looked like the words on the page were breathing. I threw the Bible on the floor. I was like, yo, I took way too much mushrooms today. You know So i threw the I threw the Bible. And then it brought me to like the moment that I was standing in, in that arena. Uh, and my eyes opened up and it, I mean, the only way to describe it, it felt like a grown man was standing on my shoulders. Like I could feel the weight of all my guilt for how I was living. Um, contrary to how I was raised, just crushing me in that moment, you know, and I left the industry and I didn't do music like really for a minute. Like I would write a song here, here or there. It wasn't really until like 2015 when I was like, you know what, I'm going I'm to really do an album again. And that's when I dropped Before the Ceiling Falls, put no marketing behind it, Um, again, I wasn't really like on the level or serious like I am now about it, but I guess that would be considered my first uh, album that kind of documents my spiritual journey, uh, to get to where I am now. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the process of how it happened. I mean, I was freaked out. Honestly, I left the industry not knowing what happened. And I guess, um, some people in the church would call that I don't know a, a prophetic vision or an open vision or, or something like that, um, but that's what happened uh, to me, and that's why I left the music industry. If I'm being completely honest, so wow. yeah, that's an incredible that was, it was, story. That's deep. Yeah, it was it was it was wild. It, it shook me. It shook me. So I went on this journey to find out, like, who do I believe God to be? You know, I studied, you know, the Quran. I studied you know, a little bit about Buddhism, uh, you know, just uh, kind of everywhere, um, and then I had the Bible that I was studying, and after my studying, you know, I came to the conclusion that for me, for my belief system, um, that Jesus was who I wanted to serve as Lord, um, and that's, that's where I landed, so now it's like, you know, how can I maneuver where I'm at now, Uh, in the music industry, the mainstream, because I work in both the mainstream, you know, and I do some stuff in in the Christian hip-hop realm as uh, as, as well, but I'm also doing some writing and stuff in the mainstream. I've been at Warner uh, writing some songs and bouncing around here and there, so just trying to stay true to who I am, and that's where I've landed at, like, okay, I can do music, but it's got to be true to who I am. It's got to be real to me, so, you know, I'm not going to write. You know about drugs, guns, and 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 violence and killing people, unless it's from the perspective of sharing where I came from and my testimony, because that's not who I am. Like, nah, I, I don't do that. I don't go to the club. I don't chase girls around. So none of that's real to me. So I've had to learn how to maneuver and really lean on on God to give give me words and and teach me how to write, um, to an audience um that that where I can reach people with what he's given me even even outside of the church yeah you have definitely done
0: that in the most um beautiful way um you've reached your tribe and my next question to you about reaching your tribe how important is it to remain and be yourself your true authentic self in this industry
1: Oh man, it's it's every it's everything, and honestly, man, it was it was really hard. I I won't name drop, but I, I was sitting in the room. I'm looking at all these plaques and all these Grammys, and with this this major major A and R this major player, and um, man, the conversation that was had was great it's oh we love the music it's awesome but it was the following statements of you know you're a dope artist you have a dope sound but but we're looking for more of the the guns the you know the club the chasing the women the all that stuff would you be willing and it's like no like not for me um because for me life life is about generations and the generation that follows me in my heritage which is my two sons and what I'm trying to build is generational wealth generational spiritual wealth and and physical wealth but I don't want to do it on the strength of a lie I want to do it on the strength of truth so I could easily get out there hop in the studio talk about all the guns I'm busting all the dope I'm using and selling but that's building a legacy on a lie that my sons are going to have to go back and I'm going to have to explain to them, oh, no, no, I was lying. That's not who I am. That's not. you know." And and plus, I'm preaching a different narrative to them, trying to steer them away from that lifestyle. So it's like it's, it's kind of hypocritical for, for me to do that. Um, and that's one thing I'm not willing to be is a hypocrite. So it is 100 percent important uh, that I'm authentic to who I am. Because it's going to honor my family, it's going to honor the youth below me, and it's going to honor my kids, my wife, and and those around me. Um, so I, I got to stay honorable.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you just brought like a new narrative to um, how people say, oh, you're selling your soul to do this and that. Well, you sell your soul when you're not being your true self. So you bypass facts. that. You are protected. Yeah, facts.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah facts you know because the reality is i've already done that once and it did and it did it got me to fame it got me on the road with wayne it got me you know doing all kinds of really cool stuff but i'll be honest like i would argue at the pinnacle of, of my career then um when we were actually getting ready to have cash money do some real stuff for us i felt so empty like i felt it's just like you're there, you got your hands on that which you've been trying to achieve since I was 12 years old. I was already, when I was with Cash Money and running around with them, I was probably already 12, 13 years deep in the music already, started when I was 12. And so you, I, I've worked so hard to get here. And now I'm here and it feels empty. It feels hollow. I still feel like I'm standing here alone, even with a team full of people around me. And that for me, it was just like, it's, it's gotta be more to this life than this. And that's when, boom, I had that moment uh, in that amphitheater. And then I went on the journey to try to find what that more, more is. And um, that more has led me to having two amazing kids, a wife, a career that's been rebuilt um, I'm doing numbers, Burn is number one on the uh, internet CHH BDS music charts right now, I've had a number, uh, I dropped um, an album called Good Thing that was dedicated to my wife, it's uh, based on um, a proverb, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, 1822, and um, it hit number eight on iTunes out of all, all R&B music, so it. It's been crazy to see the restoration from the faithfulness, for real.
0: Wow. Um, speaking of seeing the restoration from the faithfulness, how was it like opening your first musical plaque for a Good Thing?
1: Oh, that was dope. It, that was cool. It was cool. It was nice. Um, it, it, you know, it's an accolade. It's cool but it was more the story. It was more the journey to get there that made it special for me. Not even the actual plaque itself. It was great. Um, Jewel Box Platinum, they did a wonderful job and they do, they do everybody in the industry. That's like the standard place uh, that produces the plaques. They did a wonderful job, but for me, it was like, man, without that moment, it wouldn't have been the next moment that wouldn't have been the moment that, I was able to be standing in to even create the music that I created for this project about my wife, which ended up leading to this moment of me opening this, that journey. And it just really reminded me how important decisions are because literally a single decision can turn into a habit, can turn into a lifestyle, can change the whole trajectory of your life. So, I mean, that can go either way. And I was just standing there in that moment, like, "Wow! Like, this is good. This is good. I finally, I, I, I can finally say, I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm making the right decision. And even though what I believe may not be for everybody, or everybody may not believe the same thing, I know for me and mine, mm-hmm. man, I, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. So, yeah."
0: Yeah, definitely. you doing the damn thing for you and your family. I can see it all in you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I know you mentioned you have two boys. So let me ask you now, when you were a boy, a little boy, uh, do you can you look at yourself and say, you know, this is what I wanted to be. This is who I wanted to be when I was a kid. This is what I dreamt of doing. Can you say that now? I
1: can't. I wish I could but i ain't like kids i'm not being mean i ain't like kids i was the mean i was the mean uh uncle or the mean uh i had co- so i was adopted i was adopted by my grandma so i call my i call my aunts and uncles my brothers and sisters and my cousins my niece. it's weird weird stuff uh so i actually only have a couple like one or two my sister has a son so i have a nephew um yeah, i only have one like nephew but I call a lot of my cousins, my nieces and nephews because of the adoption thing. So, so yeah, I was the mean. I was mean to my little little nieces and nephews. Man, I was like, I don't want, I don't like these kids. They they snotty. They dirty. <laughs> they dirty. <laughs> I, I literally said, I'll never want no kids. Honestly, but um, yeah, my life and my life was way different though. Like what my son has man, I didn't have this. Like I grew up in poverty and in the projects, a lot of gangs moving in. I mean, literally being before the streetlights go out, gunshot, different friend, uncle, cousin, somebody dying. So, I mean, no, when I thought about my life back then, I was like, man, not only do I not like kids, even if I did, I wouldn't want them to have to live in this type of fear. Um, that I had to walk in as a little kid, not knowing if I was going to make it home through the tunnel if the, if I got called after dark. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a very hard, hard childhood ended up in a situation um, to where I was ended up. I mean, this has been very transparent. Uh, I've never sh- shared this on a platform like this, but yeah, I was like molested as a kid by some close family. So even that has messed it up, messed up everything. It messed up a lot of stuff the way I saw life. And again, I didn't ever want to to put a kid through that, but it's been the restoration again of the mind, body, soul, past traumas, the hurt that God has done in my life has been able to allow me and the heart change. Now I love kids. I love my boys. I love kids in general. And it's honestly really equipped me to To raise them properly and protect them properly, like me. Right now, like I, I don't let my kids go stay with anybody. That's like right. People don't be watching my kids. Like I don't, I don't play that. You know what I'm saying? So until my kids are old enough to verbalize and to tell me and to know that if something's done to them they can communicate to me without the false narrative or the lie that they're going to get in trouble for what somebody else did to them mm. like man we're we're guarding our kids purity real real closely uh because because of the situation that happened to me um and I'm not going to let that happen to those little boys that was very traumatizing so Amen.
0: for sure yeah yeah that 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 was that's a beautiful um ending because
1: now you get to protect your babies, you feel me, yeah, mhm, yeah, I don't play about mine. nope uh-uh, like you're, you if, if you wanna see me you wanna see me do something that's out of character you you mess with them, and it's 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 a whole other person probably gonna show up I, I think it hasn't happened yet in my mind, I'm like I do something crazy for them folks, but um, I pray that never even has to we never even have to go there,
0: yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: You don't have to pass that threshold. You, you got it. Protect. Yeah, Hey, hey, it'll be, it'll be the burn music video in real life. Like, like for real, I show up. Yo, what's good? You know? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um
0: speaking of which like what's next for Deshaun White like you know what I'm saying you got any
1: acting gigs coming up um what's good man I'm trying to get get the homie Billy you know Billy I'm trying to get him to get me some acting gigs so it's I know he's probably watching this so Billy if you if you hear this I need you to get the work bro I need my role I need to star in something I don't care what it is I'll be like walking on the street, I could be an extra. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would love to to get into that realm. And we're actually, all jokes aside, we are working on creating a, a reel for me um, to be able to present to some different agencies to try to start landing some acting. Um, but what I've been doing in the background is working with another uh, guy named Craig that Billy has connected me with and just working on sync music. So <laughs> still creating music Intentionally, for movies.
0: Yeah, for sure. I yeah.
1: love it. I love
0: it. I love it. Yeah. So, might we'll see
1: you on a big screen pretty soon. You might. You might. <laughs> hey, I'll have to come back when I when I land my first big screen gig. I'm gonna come back. We're gonna talk again. Then you can ask me how the acting world is, and I can give you the tea on that. Yeah, definitely.
0: I can't wait for that interview. Uh, <laughs>
1: Period. <laughs> blessings, blessings. Okay. Yeah, i take it. i take it. Well,
0: um, Deshaun, thank you for coming on today's show. I, I actually had a great time talking to you about your life and what you've been through. Um, I look forward to um, more projects coming from you because you're you the truth, man. You really
1: are. Thank so. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. yeah, if I could say one one thing to the listeners to the audiences uh, that's out there, you know check out the music. A lot of people you know when they when they see my lifestyle, they think, oh he's you know he's a Christian guy blah 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 we can't relate to his music. that's not the case. The music that I've been putting out recently, it's honestly not created for church folks. It's not created uh, for the Christian community per se. It's not directed toward them it's it's music it's good solid inspirational music and can meet anybody anybody no matter what you believe no matter what religion it can it can meet you and it can it can help you through a situation uh so just give it a chance and I think you will enjoy the experience of the Deshaun White Project
0: oh yes I can't wait (laughs) (laughs) y'all
1: I love it. I, I to, love it. I'll have to get you in the, the advanced copy whenever we get it fully laid out. I'll, I'll have to shoot you a link over. I
0: would, I would love that, for real. Seriously. Yeah.
1: Bet, hey, But you got to do me a review. You got to do a breakdown. Tell me what, uh, post about what songs you really like and, and all your favorite stuff from the album. I can do that for sure. All right, bet. We, <laughs> we good, we good. I'm, I- I'm going to get it over to you. Yeah. Uh, make sure you text me, text me or email me your, uh, your email address, your contact that I need.
0: I definitely will. Uh, I'll give that through Billy, and then he can pass it on. Okay. To me.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, that works for me okay cool
0: thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of speak your mind radio do not forget to go see this visual on my youtube of speak your mind radio okay and listen to it on spotify pandora iHeartRadio, radio anchor um listen notes and the list goes on wherever you get your podcast fixed you can hear this episode all right peace <laughs> peace